Hey, welcome back to Well, That's Interesting. The, whoa, whoa, this sounds like a big deal, and I bet it is, edition <laughs> today. Today is episode 145, Turning Scales into Feathers Takes Only One Gene, and Star Seen Engulfing Planet for the First Time. Holy shit, my friends. That title, that was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> I've got to say, it has been a hell of a ride keeping up with the rate of discoveries lately. Um, for example, back in episode 135, researchers stumbled upon an ancient black hole that's growing larger by the second. Literally, I'm not fucking around. It consumes an Earth-sized chunk of matter every second. Let that settle in. In fact, um, I'm going to let a few seconds pass. Okay, that was three seconds, and that's three Earths gone. And we don't understand how something billions of years old, like this ancient black hole, is just still going strong. Now, if you haven't had a listen to that, scroll back. It's episode 135. And then there's another doozy right after that one. Back in episode 136, we talked about how the oldest DNA samples so far had been recovered and extracted from two million-year-old dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Advances in eDNA are filling in evolutionary gaps so quickly, I've got fucking whiplash. So if you haven't heard that one, please pause this, listen to that. But today, my God, today in the first half of the show, researchers at the University of Geneva have discovered, boy howdy, um, it's super easy to grow feathers where there should be scales, just by affecting one gene's expression. And they did this with our floofy friends, the chicken. Mm-hmm, that's right. Um, in sum, this could mean the evolutionary leap to feathers. Maybe this was just a little jump, a little hop, a little skip, a little blip. Anyway, whatever you want to call it, it changed the course of life on Earth. And then after the break, uh, we're actually leaving Earth and taking a gander at something astronomers had theorized but never ever actually seen. Now, we've all heard stars, like our sun, they, uh, they ain't gonna supernova, but they will expand and devour us upon the final hours of their death. <laughs> so this was a very plausible theory. And just recently, it was seen happening. Astronomers spotted a dying star swallowing a planet. And this discovery, my friends, fills in a kind of missing link in understanding the fate of Earth and many other planets near stars, just like our own. Yeah, we're going to watch our fate right in front of our very little eyes. And um, I'm Jill Chacha. <laughs> and if this is your first time listening, oh, welcome to the flock, my terrified business goose. Well, we have a lot of firsts to cover, so I think we should just uh, fucking begin. What do you say? All right, great. To start, I'm going to need you to do a little something for me, please. Grab a basket and brush up on your yodeling. <laughs> I'm serious. Because we're going to collect some fertilized chicken eggs from the company La Prairie at 1721 Cornillens, Switzerland. For real. And uh, we're not alone in this adorable, wholesome scene. We're with two researchers from the University of Geneva. Michael Milinkovic, professor in the Department of Genetics and Evolution, and his associate, Rory L. Cooper. 
Together, we're adorable and nabbing up a couple of eggs from three different chicken breeds. And their names are more adorable than the last. Prepare yourself for this. Okay. <clears throat> There's the broiler, Brahma, and wait for it, Sable Poot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it. Just say it. Trust me. It'll make you happy. Sable Poot. Let's say it together. Sable Poot. That's right. <laughs> just instant smile. Now, not only are these names just fucking fun to say, stop. Just stop whatever it is you're doing right now. Uh, it, it could be vacuuming, folding laundry, performing CPR. No, just stop. It's not worth it. What you need to do is head on over to our social media stuffs and take a look. Just take a look at the glory that is the Sable Poot. Yeah. You could also give them a Google. Go ahead. I'll give you a second. Yeah, that gives me time to pull up a photo of a Sable Poot right now. And it, uh, oh, it makes me so happy. It makes me happy and so should you. Um, my friends, I personally love a flamboyant patterned shirt. Um, so these chickens are basically my soulmate. Uh, they are gorgeous, gaudy, bespeckled. And I need you to not only admire their wing and chest feathers, I need you to take a look at their feet and their legs. Take a look at the feet and legs of these majestic chickens. Yeah, you're seeing that right. Their legs and itty-bitty feet are covered in matching feathers, not naked scales. These are not the chicken feet most of us are familiar with. And it was this divine feature that produced a eureka moment in Michael and Rory. Now, there are some chicken varieties with feathers on their feet, but it is not a common trait. And why some have it and most don't is not exactly fully understood. And okay, I could hear you from here. You're just, you're saying like, oh, it's just genetics. Chickens with feathered feet, just pass it on, right? But nay, 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 my friends, let's get a little deeper than that. Where did that even start? Now, to answer this, we need to back up just a smidgen and have ourselves a little epidermis of terrestrial vertebrates 101 class. I know, that's a lot. <laughs> You're like, I didn't sign up for this. Don't worry, I'm gonna do my best to wrap that shit up in one fancy paragraph, followed by a quick, very down-to-earth YouTube video. How does that sound? I think we can do this. We're just gonna ram through this 101 class. <laughs> so, that was, okay. Um, so let's begin with that paragraph, which I translated from French into my Brooklyn English off the University of Geneva website. Okay, you ready for this? Let's do this. Quote, the epidermis of terrestrial vertebrates, that is the skin belonging to you, me, your dog, the bodega's cat, and the pigeons it so longingly stares at, that epidermis is covered with structures called appendages, which are rich in keratin. Now, these appendages can take very varied forms, and I mean varied forms. We're talking hair, feathers, scales, claws. But despite the diversity of forms between species, the development of these appendages begins in a very similar way. All of these structures develop at the embryonic stage from cells which form a very localized thickening on the surface of the epidermis, and they express particular genes. One of these genes is called, I shit you not, it's called sonic hedgehog. <laughs> I know, I know, S-H-H -H for short. 
and it controls a signaling pathway, a communication system that allows messages to be transmitted within and between cells. And it's involved in the development of structures as diverse as the neural tube, limb buds, and other skin appendages. End quote. That was a lot. Take a deep breath. And I'm sure you're still trying to wrap your head around the fact that one of the most important genes, the one that ensures cells successfully become an arm with fur or a brain with two hemispheres, that this gene is named after Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes, the speedy little fellow whose own skin is covered in uh, blue prickly spines. Um, now, keep that character in mind because we need to talk about what this magnificent protein does. I mean... We all juggle many hats, right? Many hustles. All, we manage a home, children, a job, several jobs, but holy shit, there ain't nothing like the SHH. This protein and its pathway has to make sure that you grow into you. <laughs> Needless to say, that's a lot of pressure. So let's have a listen as to what Sonic is up to during every vertebrate's embryonic stage, which means, that's right, it's time for that little video. Now, if you'd like to watch along, fire up the old tube of you and search, what is the sonic hedgehog protein? I'll say that again. What is the sonic hedgehog protein? And this was uploaded by the account Noggin, G-N-O-O-G-I-N. And uh, just be thankful. You're not responsible for everything this thing is in charge of. Uh, I'm going to play it right the fuck now. What happens when a gamer becomes a fairly important scientist and makes a new discovery? Things like Sonic Hedgehog happen. <laughs> the Sonic Hedgehog protein is one of three proteins in the hedgehog signaling pathway group of proteins, all of which are encoded by the Sonic Hedgehog gene. There is Desert Hedgehog and Indian Hedgehog, both named after real species of hedgehog. And then there's Sonic Hedgehog, named after the video game character. The vast majority of mammals have these three, though Sonic is the most important. So what does it do? The hedgehog signaling pathway is what transmits information from a mother to its embryo. Genetic information about how to form a fetus. The Sonic Hedgehog protein specifically transmits data on how to form proper vertebrae, spinal cords, your central nervous system, digit growth on limbs, and the organization of the brain. Yes. Sonic is in control of how your brain is formed as a fetus. After the mammal is born, however, this gene doesn't stop being useful. As the mammal grows, Sonic Hedgehog becomes responsible for the cell division of adult stem cells, which are basically blank cells. They aren't skin cells or brain cells or organ cells. They are blank, and they can become any type of cell. And it's Sonic's responsibility to make sure they duplicate. Also in adults, Sonic Hedgehog helps heal damaged hair follicles as well as helps build tooth enamel. Sonic does a lot of stuff. Or at least, it does when there isn't any Robotnikin involved. And that's not a joke. Robotnikin is a thing too. It's a Sonic Hedgehog inhibitor. If for whatever reason you wanted your Sonic Hedgehog to stop, you simply apply Robotnikin. Even super serious scientists have to find fun every now and then. Though the name Sonic Hedgehog isn't appreciated by everyone. For instance, if while in the womb a fetus has a mutated Sonic Hedgehog gene, then their brain won't form properly. Most commonly, their brain doesn't divide into two hemispheres, a condition known as holoprosencephaly, 
A good number of children with this condition don't live very long, and even if they do, it's a life full of seizures, constant medication, and a plethora of mental problems. Now, imagine a doctor telling some new parents that the reason their baby is having so many seizures and has a high mortality risk is because of a mutation in its sonic hedgehog gene. So there you have it, my friends. There you go. The uh, sonic hedgehog pathway. And Michael and Rory thought, you know what? If we altered this pathway just a smidge, could scales become feathers instead? So, that's right, my floofy business goose, grab those fertilized eggs we gathered a moment ago, will you? Here's what we're going to do. Or rather, let's read what Michael and Rory so ingeniously did and imagine playing lab. From the university's website, they first, quote, used the very old technique of egg candling. I know. It consists of looking through the inside of an egg by placing a powerful light beam behind it. This allowed us to precisely inject into the blood vessels of the 11-day-old embryo an activating molecule of the SHH pathway, explained Rory Cooper, postdoctoral researcher. So, my friends, what happened to the leg the legs, plural, and feet of these juvenile, that's a key word there, these juvenile chickens when they hatched. Well, you know what? Don't take my word for it. Why don't you just take a look? Head on over to our social media stuffs, will you? And please take a look at these baby feet. I'll give you a second. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's right. Their scales had transformed into down feathers. These itty-bitty toes would not be covered at this stage in the animal's life. But simply by waking up that SHH molecule, the pathway was activated immediately, and voila. It created feathers like those on the rest of the body. So what the fuck? What the fuck does this mean exactly? Well, you know, I'm so glad you asked. Quote, our results indicate that an evolutionary leap from scale to feather does not require large changes in genome composition or expression since a very punctual variation is enough to trigger a developmental cascade, resulting in the formation of feathers instead of scales, said Michael Milinkovic to the University of Geneva website. End quote. So, no biggie. It's just responsible for the diversity of all those various skin appendages in nature, including, you know, the evolution of birds from avian dinosaurs. It likely started with this one protein, and that mutation stuck. And the SHH still affects us vertebrates today. So I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> After the break, yet another discovery, and it's a big fucking deal. But it doesn't involve chicken feet. I'm a, my apologies. It involves complete annihilation, actually, of an entire planet. In an absolute first, astronomers have spotted a star swallowing said planet, and Earth, my friends, will meet a similar fate in about five billion years, give or take. So you may want to hear, you may want to hear what happens, the whole process. We've got it. It's happening. So please, stay tuned.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms, so when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please stay interesting. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Now streaming. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R, now streaming only on Hulu. And we're back. We are so back. And my friends, how about this for a coincidence? Back in the year when it seemed like Earth was ending, like for real, for real, I even hate to say the number. Back in 2020, (laughs) back in 2020, astronomers witnessed the actual demise of an entire planet instantly. Yeah, we need to talk about this. My friends, please, Bite down on something hard like a wooden spoon and remember May of 2020. Now, you probably remember where you were at the time, and Kishilei D., a postdoc in MIT's Kavli Institute for Astrophysics and Space Research, well, he certainly remembers where he was. Ah, join me, will you, at the wonderfully named Zwicky Transient Facility, or ZTF, at Caltech's Polymer Observatory, in California. Now, what the fuck is Wiki? Don't worry, I've got you. Uh, ZTF scans the sky for stars that rapidly change in brightness. And these patterns could be an indicator of supernova, gamma ray bursts, and other fun stellar phenomena. Now, Kishilei is the kind of astronomer that likes to look uh, for signs of eruptions in stellar binaries. Now, what the fuck is that? Don't worry. I've got you here too. 
These are systems in which two stars orbit one another, with one pulling mass from the other star every so often and brightening briefly as a result. And if that sounds like a toxic relationship, it kind of is. But boy, howdy, it puts on quite a light show. And Kishele was scanning ZTF's data looking for such an event. But of course, science? Well, science is going to science. And Kishele found, found something completely different. And it made history. Quote, one night, I noticed a star that brightened by a factor of 100 over the course of a week. Out of nowhere, Kishele recalled to EurekaAlert.org, it was unlike any stellar outburst I had seen in my life. End quote. My friends, that outburst was some 12,000 light years away near the eagle-like constellation Aquila. I think I'm saying that right. A-Q-U-I-L-A. Anyway, it's 12,000 fucking light years away. And that star became more than 100 times brighter over 10 days before just, just fading away. Oddly enough, this white-hot flash was followed by a colder, longer-lasting signal which shone in a duller fashion for about another 100 days before that, too, disappeared. Now, Kishele's astronomer instinct was to label this stellar fart, if you will, a nova, which is when a dying binary star pair suddenly grows brighter when the outer part of one star, like a white dwarf, steals some of the fire from its red giant companion. Now, hold up. If you're thinking, wait a minute, wouldn't that mean things would get hotter, not cooler? Well, my lovely nerdy business goose, you're absolutely right. Kishele sent this bonkers data to the also wonderfully named Keck Observatory in Hawaii, which we've brought up once before. Uh, this baby has not one, but two kick-ass telescopes about 4,000 meters up, which means they not only look at shit real good, uh, these telescopes can actually take spectroscopic measurements of starlight, which in some can make out a star's chemical composition. Fucking bonkers. Anyway, the composition of that outburst, followed by that dull glow, quote, further befuddled Kishele. While most binaries give off stellar material such as hydrogen and helium as one star erodes the other, the new source gave off neither. Instead, what Kishele saw were signs of peculiar molecules that can only exist at very cold temperatures. These molecules are only seen in stars that are very cold, Kishele said. And when a star brightens, it usually becomes hotter. So low temperatures and brightening stars do not go together. End quote. Uh, that was from Eureka Alert. So my friends, this was no stellar binary snafu. Snafu? Snafu. In fact, Kishele had no fucking idea what this was. Uh, it hadn't been seen before. So he and colleagues scoured over the data for a year, an entire year, trying to figure this out until someone busted out the infrared camera at Polymer Observatory. And boy, howdy, this is when things took a turn. Kishele geekily told Eureka, quote, that infrared data made me fall off my chair. <laughs> Adorable. Now that cooler material was gas from the star that had shot into space and condensed into dust. 
Now, this suggests the star could be merging with another star, but again, the math, the maths didn't maths, you know, they didn't add up. So Kishele needed the big guns. That's right. He went to NASA. And hold on to your terrestrial ass, my friends. Quote, NASA's infrared space telescope, NEOWISE, came to a much, much more exciting realization than stars merging. From the compiled data, they estimated the total amount of energy released by the star since its initial outburst and found it to be surprisingly small. Only about one one-thousandth the magnitude of any stellar merger observed in the past. Quote, that means that whatever merged with the star had to be 1,000 times smaller than any other star we've seen, Kishele said. And it's a happy coincidence that the mass of Jupiter is about 1 1,000th the mass of the sun. That's when we realized this was a planet crashing into its star. End quote. From Eureka Alert. My friends, this means that initial bright, hot flash was probably the final moments of a Jupiter-sized planet sinking into a dying star's ballooning atmosphere. Just sucked right up. Now, very, very, very long, complicated story short, stars shine by fusing hydrogen into helium. Now, once that's all gone, they begin fusing helium, leading to a massive increase in energy output. And like a balloon, this causes them to swell to hundreds or even thousand times their original size. And in the process, they swallow up their inner planets as they transform. Thus is what happened to this gas giant. And thus, my friends, will happen to Earth. Now, not only seeing our fate before our very eyes is equal parts tragic, poetic, and eerily beautiful, this is the first time ever a planet's death by star expansion has been documented firsthand. Kishele told Eureka Alert, for decades we've been able to see the before and after. Before, when the, when the planets are still orbiting very close to their star, and after, when a planet has already been engulfed and the star is a giant. What we were missing was catching the star in the act, where you have a planet undergoing this fate in real time. That's what makes this discovery really exciting. End quote. So my friends, there you have it. We shall return from whence we came, face-planting into a star. Amazing. But if you're worried, please don't worry. Humans, we're going to destroy ourselves way before that ever happens. So... Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, telling your friends about uh, how easy it is to turn scales into feathers. Tell them about the chicken feet yeah. over dinner. And then uh, tell them about the star seen engulfing a planet for the very first time and how uh, nothing matters because that's how it's all going to end. It's gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Don't go to work tomorrow. Fuck it. And please, stay interesting. <laughs>